podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to another Spurs show. It's an exciting time for Tottenham Hotspur, I think you'll all agree. My name is Theo Delaney, I have three esteemed guests with me. They are veterans of the show. Uh, Nathan Kosky, welcome back. Thank you very much. Nice to see you. Uh, Richard Brecker, welcome back. Good to see you. Good to see you too. And right, everyone, get ready for this. He is back. Legend is an overused word, but I think in the context and the hit of the history of this show... There are a few legends, but one of them is Rob Eason. The voice of doom is his... Uh, nice yeah. to see you, Theo. How um, are you, Rob? I'm very, very well, and it's been well overdue. Now, Rob, just so listeners know, he wasn't banned for his, um, for his te- rampant I pessimism. Banned me. Oh, he you definitely were banned, banned me, I beg your pardon. Yes, he definitely banned He me. was banned for his rampant pessimism. But, in fact, another reason why he hasn't been on for a while is he moved to Florida, where he has a very exciting football coaching job. But he's back on his holiday... And he's come here because we, it's great timing because I think Tottenham Hotspur in ruder health possibly than I, well, perhaps ruder health than I can ever remember. So we brought the man in who is the litmus test, the acid test. Can we challenge Rob to be negative about this fantastic team of ours? Perhaps we'll start, Rob, rather than ask you that very general question. Perhaps we'll start by reflecting all of us on our latest glorious victory which was a 2-0, in very, very trying circumstances, a 2-0 win at Burnley on Saturday. Did anyone manage to actually see that game live? No. no. <laughs> not, not a soul here saw that game. That's the kind of service you get from this <laughs> pod show, listeners. Comprehensive coverage. Well, I didn't see it live either, but I, did, well, I, list, I <clears> couldn't <throat> even find a stream. So I listened to it live on the old uh, commentary that Tottenham Hotspur provide and, of course, saw the highlights later. For me, it was a fantastic victory because two reasons. One, Burnley, very, very good home record. And two, they did it in such difficult circumstances because of losing Wanyama and uh, Winks just before half time. The actual you know, heart of the team ripped out. Anyone else see it that way or differently? I must admit, when Wanyama and Winks went off, my heart sank. Mm, and I thought too. this is going to be a very, very tough afternoon. Mm. And when Dyer scored, <laughs> I just leapt and... Gave my partner the biggest kiss and cuddles he had in a long time. Yeah. It was that that elation because I didn't actually hold out that much hope when when Victor and uh, Harry went off. Yeah. It, it, it was a big blow, but they 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 did incredibly well. Turned it round. Yeah, I mean, Rob, did you? How did you see it? Well, I, I think this was. I know it's a cliche, but this, these were games that maybe we wouldn't have won a few yeah. years ago. And I've been up there a few times to Burnley and I've been to a lot of Northern games mm. this time of the season. Yeah. And, you know, this is a potential game there where we would find it difficult. But I've got to say, I felt very confident. I feel the way we're playing, that it's only a matter of time. We're patient. Um, and, you know, we, we go to these sides now with a lot of confidence. With a good game plan. You see, when the game plan is suited to this type of away performance... Um, that you can see it in the body language of the team. Yeah. They defend very well. Uh, they're in control of possession. And then you're just waiting for your opportunities to come. Yeah. And they came when we took them. Yeah. Nathan, you, yeah. you were of a certain vintage as well. Obviously, much you. young, younger than me, you and Rob. But you will have seen a lot of these sorts of games in the past. Is Yeah. I, I, I don't even think it's just this game. I think it's this 
right now you just have full confidence. Whilst, yes, when the injuries came, you thought, well, maybe this trips us up and, you know, we all revert to our usual Spursy mentality. But they just keep defying us and they just keep going and winning. And you take Harry Kane out, OK, we'll still go and win. Yeah. You take the two centimetre fielders out, we'll still go and win. Yeah. And then there's something extraordinary in that right now. And, you know, you don't, you don't want to get carried away because you can't in, in football, especially our team. But uh, there's something really special going on right now. Yeah, I agree. And, and totally. I want it to end in silverware, really. Yeah. Well, that's the only thing that's been yeah. missing. I mean, I think the whole thing, you've got to say, is just colossal credit to, to Pochettino, isn't it? Because you yeah. look at that situation, what he did at halftime was he did all the things you want of a great manager. For a start, he got them galvanised and reinvigorated in terms of their spirit and their belief. But he also, he, he reacted to that, the loss of those two players by changing the system brilliantly. We ended up with an engine room in the midfield that replaced them of Dyer and Dembele, yeah. which was the brilliant en- engine room that got us so far last season so it was almost as if he went to four at the back put those two in and it was fine it was well, just not a problem you criticise the squad and, yeah. but you've got Kane out you've got Lamella out who was, Danny was, Rose you would argue was the first, first starter yeah. you know, when, when he got injured uh, Danny Rose yeah. and now these two you know, five really players who are first very goes, important players and Okay, the squad is still able to cope. He seems it's, to it's be now on the old Harry Bell, but... even in these circumstances. Well, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a formula and there's a system. And if you think back to Alex Ferguson with the United team and how many times that was reinvented, it was because it was a system. There was a system of play, and players came in and suited the system, were ready for the system. And when a player went out, another one came in, and it didn't skip a beat. And do you think that that system? Is the reason why, or do you think these two things are separate? Is it that the system is so good and so effective and that's what makes the players so motivated and so confident and so up for it? Or is that a separate no, thing? No, I, I believe it's the system because Southampton did well under Pochettino yeah. with a similar system. Yeah. Um, and Pochettino has obviously got a great reputation for yeah. this. Yeah. And this is why there are clubs all over the world, obviously, are looking you know, at him. Are looking at him. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately when it starts, and I've seen his training sessions, mm. you know, they're very, very match-like. They're very match-specific, so they're played at match intensity a really? lot of the time. They're very hard-working. Um, so I think when players come into a match and a lot's taken out of their mind, i.e. fitness, um, insecurities about certain areas of their game, changing the game plan too much... When that's taken out of your mind, you just come out and you have that real belief. You have the mm. belief, this is how we play, this is how we're going to play. doesn't yeah. matter who we're playing against. Yeah. Um, and we're fit, we're strong, we're mentally strong, and yeah. we have belief. Yeah. So that, for me, is why I don't get in the same kind of worry as I used to. In the old Spurs teams, there was a fragility, wasn't there? There was a Oh, was for a sure, yes. Where you Soft just felt, underbelly. Yeah, there was. Call it what you like. And... Um, <laughs> I think that's the biggest strength of Pochettino, really. I totally agree. Players, are very, they want to though, simply know what their job is and I think the role is very clear for each every player. Uh, 100% right. I think that simplicity is, yeah. is what is the key. Well, but I mean, uh, it, what, a, what an incredible manager he is. He really is. When you consider how many we've been through since the last... Group, I mean, the last... The greatest manager was Bill, obviously. After that, you're talking about per- Birkinshaw. Since mm. Birkinshaw, nobody... To touch Harry, Pochettino. Well, yeah. I mean, Harry was great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but nobody. I think, I think, I think we've had a few periods, haven't we? Venables, was, yeah, but, you know, was also there was always exciting. Other, there was always other things going on with yeah. financial stuff or. I honestly, or, yeah. I may. I mean, I'm starting stable. to think this. He is this. This guy is a, is a top three Tottenham manager for me. 
I think. But you're right to say he's got to win something because uh, Berkshire won plenty and Bill obviously won even more. Well, I don't want to... And there's Arthur Rowe as well, let's not forget that. Pour cold water on all the fireworks. Here he comes. <laughs> Here he comes, <laughs> listeners. But we haven't won anything yet. Yeah. Um, and That's a good point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always a bee in my bonnet, I'm afraid, and I know... You know, many people will, will write on Facebook tonight or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you know, what more do you want? But the fact of the matter is, what I want is us to win something. Yeah. Um, and it's quite interesting because there's a guest here sitting with us um, who, who's uh, who's just watching the show. But I An know the year, I know the year he was born, and the year he was born was 1991, and that was the last time we won anything. We won the we won the yeah. FA Cup. Yeah. Um, and how old are you? You're 26 Correct. years old. Well, you've never seen Tottenham win the FA Cup, so that's 26 years. Nor does he want um, to. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that something's going to change because I do respect Pochettino. I love the way we're playing. I think this is a phenomenal Spurs team. Um, I've been going 40 odd years. You know, this will be my last year. Obviously, I've seen the old stadium, um, and I really hope that this ends in a trophy because I don't just want to be talking about oh what a good year it was and how well we played and we just come up short again you know I, I don't want to I don't want to do that if we fail to win a trophy would you sack him no. <laughs> <laughs> just check it no definitely not just check it. no definitely not but I, my issue isn't ever with the managers to be honest right. my issue's always been with people above the manager right and again I, I look at it and I think to myself Knowing how close we was last year, yeah, and knowing how close we are now, could have been possibly better dealings in the transfer market. Yeah. Could there have been slightly more of a gamble at the January window? I mean, you know, when I'm thinking about Jansen and Suzoko and and those sorts of players, I'm starting to think. Some, and reports coming out that various players are not who Pochettino wanted. So. You know, these are the issues that I've always had. These are the issues that I continue to have. If we come up short again, these these will be the issues that I'll be talking about. Yeah, but uh, Richard, you know, these are every single set of supporters, almost no exceptions at all, Mm. maybe Chelsea fans, City fans, will always say you could have spent more and you could have spent it better. Aren't we in a special situation because of our stadium? Isn't it incredible what we've achieved whilst building this incredible stadium? It's phenomenal. And I think that, like many people, I'm really hoping that Janssen will start to come good. He's and I think, a bit, isn't I think, he? I think the fans have really bonded with yeah. him, and they really appreciate his work ethic. Yeah. And he's always out there hustling and fighting. Yeah. And if he can get a couple of goals under his belt, I mean, when when he did miss a few, I I, I was sort of thinking it's you know the shades of Soldado. But yeah. um, you know, I think we've all seen the work that he's done yeah. on the pitch and the the, the 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 goal that he scored for Holland, everyone was talking about that. If he can get on a run, yeah. I who, think he looks knows? like he's close. Just at the point where we were losing hope with uh, with Jansen, I think he suddenly, because the, the goal against Millwall, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, against Holland. And he's played he played very well when he came on against Everton, if you remember, at the end. What do you think, Nathan? Is he he's he's do started, it? I think, half a dozen games. Yeah, exactly. So, he, so there's not much to judge him on, is that's, it? That's, that's really hard. That's really hard. You know, the Kane's first half a dozen games, I don't think yielded much more. So, no. so I think we have to be patient. We, we we got him as a backup striker, and that's exactly what he is. And you can criticise the transfer dealings, but then we brought Wanyama in to balance all that out. Who I think is 
would be my player of the season, actually, um, for 11 million quid is incredible. So, like you say, I think you can always invest more, and I think we're trying to do it sensibly. Mm. Um, but I think I think too much would have disrupted what was a really a team that went fairly close last year, and yeah. I think that stability's helped. I think it shows that the manager believes in all of them. So it would be interesting to see what they do tweak this time. I think. As we've heard in this podcast, it was always like, well, Ericsson's the one that may be. But now he's, he's just kicked on again as well. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hard to better what you've got in that squad. Well, they, they, he talks, Pochettino, about the right type of person. He doesn't just yeah. judge them as a footballer. He judges them yeah, as a, the as a, as a you know, young Character. man growing up. It's, and it's he huge. wants the right, the right personality, yeah. 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 the right temperament. Yeah. I just don't want to get into a situation where we're comfortable with top four finishes. Or, yeah. Albeit we would have taken that five or six years ago. That's a good point because, of course, that's what happened to the arse. Well, this is what I'm yeah, saying. You yeah. know, I mean, the bottom line is, as much as our neighbours are complaining at the moment, they've still got a couple of FA Cups under their belt in the last few years. Yeah. They've finished in the top four. It's not good enough for them. Mm. They want their manager out. Yeah. They're screaming and shouting on their TV channel. Mm. They're not happy. <laughs> and, you know, I think... I would like to have the same mentality. I'm not happy if we don't win anything. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, yes, if we do come up short, we could look at pointing the finger somewhere and saying, why is this happening and why is it continually happening? And also, don't forget, we've had a miserable time in Europe this season, which could have been due to the fact, again, of the, the, the squad yeah. um, and the right players. You know, so it's not all sunshine. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I I would love us now to finish this season strongly. If we get a Champions League spot, which it looks like we will, yeah. great. Yeah. But I don't want to go into the Champions League and have another fuss like we had this year. Yeah, so you'd be happy if we won the double then? <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. No? No. You heard it here first, listeners. Well, it's the not, doubles it? off. Let's be honest, it's not as much as I'd love it. it so. well, what, let's, let's talk about that then. In order to win the double, we have to win the cup and the league. Now, the league looked over until this weekend. Chelsea have lost. There's only seven points in it. Chelsea have got to play Manchester City uh, Wednesday. We're recording this on Monday. We go to Swansea. It's conceivable, surely, that Chelsea could drop points against City and we could win. They might draw, let's say, Chelsea against City, because City don't quite seem to have the killer instinct. Otherwise, they would have done away with the arse yesterday. They really let them off the hook, I felt. But mm. let's say they draw Chelsea and City. That's perfectly conceivable. Then the, then, and we win. Then it's down to five points. Five points at this stage of the season suddenly is not a, that's not a, that's not a done deal, is it? And Chelsea, as we, I think we were discussing just before we came on, they've got slightly tougher, hard games. They've still got to go to Manchester United. Uh, what's the other hard game they've got? Oh, maybe maybe because of the City game, we've factored that in. They're going to Bournemouth at the weekend. Spurs are at home to Watford. You could see Chelsea dropping points at Bournemouth. It's a hard place to go. Yeah. And suddenly we've won. And suddenly it's three three points. That's that's nothing. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly it can change. Next thing you know, we've won the league and the cup. We've won a double. <laughs> well, yeah. and I'll be the, hopefully the first person back in here. On the, you'll be back and on the plane. I'll do what Gary Lineker did. No, no need for that. <laughs> sure. No need for that at all. Okay. It's a podcast. There's no cameras. We'll think of something else for you to do. Okay. <laughs> but I think, uh, well, before we go on and this wild uh, wave of optimism, let's just take a short break. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews. 
from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star second across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Okay, we're back. So talk of the double. Uh, maybe a little bit over-optimistic, but the scenario I just painted, I mean, you never know, this league title race may not be over yet. And certainly, uh, one of the things I love about modern Tottenham is how the pundits love us all of a sudden after being a laughing stock for about 40 years. And Gary Neville, who was on it again yesterday on the television after that City-Arsenal game, saying how much he loved modern Tottenham and what Pochettino is doing. And it's interesting what you were saying earlier, Rob, about Manchester United. That's his school. That's where he's come from. Mm. And I think he sees in Tottenham the same qualities that Ferguson instilled in Manchester United, as you were saying. Mm. Well, I think that the pundits, want they like consistency, don't they? Because that makes them look better if they predict things right. Yeah. And what's happened in the last two seasons, obviously last year, the top sides were very inconsistent. Leicester ended up winning and, and embarrassing every pundit that was out there. Yeah. Um, where they can rely on Tottenham at the moment is it's pretty consistent, especially yeah. you know home form is fantastic. Don't and, lose any silly games. Yeah, really. so now they've got that little bit of confidence to be able to go out there and make yeah. their big statements yeah. and make them look good. At the moment, City, you still never know what, never what they're know. liable to do. Arsenal, Man, Man U are Man struggling U. every home game, games. you know. Yeah. So, so that's going to make them nervous. So I think yeah, we are flavour of the month at the mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea got a bit complacent at the weekend, to be honest. Although, I mean, I've seen Chelsea a few times, obviously, this season, and I think, um, well, when, when we've played them, we've outplayed them three halves out of four. That's yes. the first thing to say. The second thing is I saw them at Burnley, interestingly, on the television, and they drew, and they didn't look very good to me. Mm. But from what I can gather, they actually did play pretty well. But on Saturday was one of those games where the away team, we've seen it so many times yeah. at White Loma, they, they managed to shut up shop and they, and they hung on. And that is classic Allardyce, of course. Allardyce went and Allardyced them as only him and Tony Pulis can. <laughs> so I guess that, so I, I'm not, I'm, what I'm not expecting is Chelsea to suddenly get, go, be, be no good. That's the, that's the big, that's well, the big problem. The, 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 they'll get a reaction and they'll go and, yeah, they'll go and stuff City, and the questions will be answered. Yeah, or like you say, they drop or points, they, and then bit, and then yeah. the ball's thrown to us a little bit, and yeah. and then it's how, how and we've got we to react. cope with it. I will personally be sitting there, you know, pooing myself because it was just <laughs> too, too much to bear. I think yeah. we might actually yeah. do it, but, but it's the but, hope that kills. Yeah, it, the hope it? that kills exactly. Yeah. So, but you know, I, I think the players are slightly more professional than that, yeah. and they, and they would pick up that ball and run with it. But I think Wednesday's the the litmus test for Chelsea. How do they respond to a defeat yeah. in a very hard game? How do you think we'll get on at Swansea because? I'm assuming that Winks and Manyama are not going to make it. They both look like bad injuries to me. We're not going to, obviously, we haven't got Rose and Kane back. Lamella isn't coming back anytime soon. That's for certainly not this season. But there was a picture of him sitting in his hospital bed today on social media because yeah, he had that. another operation. So, you know, although we've all said how brilliantly well Poch made it work on Saturday in those circumstances... Swansea isn't necessarily... There are no... You know, obviously, as we know, there are no easy games, especially not away games. Can we go there confident of victory? I would hope we would win. Mm. I, you know, if it is genuinely a new era... I mean, this is uncharted 
territory for all of us in this, in yeah. this room. We've never actually yeah. been in a position where we're, 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 we're so consistently yeah. chasing for the title. Yeah. They have to win it if they yeah. are going to be serious about it. I, I think that um, Swansea is not necessarily a, a walkover despite no. their position. No. Um, Tom Carroll... Yeah, um, have something to w- prove. And Sigurdsson. Absolutely. I mean, uh, those and free kick situations. Carl Norton. Abs- yeah, another one. <laughs> yeah. Another one. Um, I, I really, really hope and pray that we, we can put down a marker. It, it's not going to be easy. But yeah. yeah. The difficulty at this point of the season is that you go to a team in the bottom three and they're scrapping, aren't they? they so they're so it's, it's the old, well this time of year, you can't necessarily look yeah. at the fixtures and say, well, that game's easy, that yeah. game's hard. Because they're the ones it, really going for it. doesn't work out like that now. Mm. So... You know, we saw that the Do weekend. you think he'll pick the team that he finished that finished the game on Saturday, but with Walker at right back? I would think so. I would think so. That's what it seems the obvious thing to do. But that means they're not talking too bad about when Yama in terms of his injury really? latest. But, but he might, I don't he might think need the week. Not Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. about Sissoko? Sissoko? Who did Sissoko replace on Saturday? Because maybe he won't. Oh, you'd be surprised if he started, wouldn't you? Well, that, that shot he ballooned over was pretty horrific. Well, I mean, Sissoko really is not covered himself in glory. No, I, I, that's not the that one price. I can't work out how he, where yeah, he's coming from. No, no, you know, the other seemed quite considered buys, and that was a, a, a last-minute pattern. And fine, it was probably a bit of a gamble, but, mm. it, you know, it seems a strange way. It doesn't quite fit, does it? No. No, no comment from me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, honestly. That's as damning as it gets from Rob, mm. I tell you. But I think the good thing is, is that, we're, we have to win these games. We have to win them. I mean, effectively, yeah. Chelsea have to lose three more games, yeah. at least draw a couple and lose yeah. a couple, yeah. uh, and we need to keep winning. Yeah. Um, so we have to go, and we have to go to win. Yeah. So the team will be set up for that. Okay, so actually, I, I was probably, when I said the team that finished the game, I don't know, so would you start with, would you start with, Gian, would, you, would you play four at the back? Let's say, let's play, say he plays Walker and Davis at full back. He's got, the Belgians in the centre always fills you with a lot of confidence, which is great. Then you've got Dyer and Dembele in the middle there. Mm-hmm. And then, so he's going 4-2-3-1. So back to the system before last, right? Yes. So then he's got, he's got Ericsson, Deli Alley, and maybe he plays Son from the start I mean, yes. and Janssen up the yeah, middle. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about Janssen away from home is he can hold it up if yeah. you're yeah. trying to get forward and you, and you need to hold it up. And the good thing about Son away from home, he's got that great pace, hasn't he? So yes. he can wait. So that team could be set up well to break, couldn't it? And it will probably be settled on dead ball situations because these are the sort of games where they'll rely very much on a dead ball, especially with someone that, that plays, yeah, that can deliver well. And usually in these sorts of situations, we're going to rely on someone like Ericsson on dead ball situations. Mm. Um, so moments of brilliance can can win it. I'm hoping Dembele has. It plays and has a has a yeah. stonking game. So much being said about him at the moment. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah, and it's quite interesting in America actually that that's feeding back over there really? because the the names that they're putting with him and saying you know the company that he is keeping, mm-hmm. uh, saying that he's as good as the greats, um, is filtered back to America. Right. And who's this Dembele? You know, I mean, yeah. and. Uh, for me, he's he's always been a, a fantastic player. Yeah. I love the way he plays. I think, I think that's come from the training ground. I think the fact is is that in training he is something special. Yeah, people he, watch him. He, he think, I, I, it's, what's amazing is he's one of those players where you I've got to take my eleven year old football and say, just watch Dembele. Yeah, just watch him. And, and I'll yeah. say about Modric, just don't. That's the player to watch yeah. because he just doesn't lose the ball. Yeah, he, he's incredible. His strength he, and the power and the pace, yeah. and, uh, he, but also he, his. 
passing abilities. He could and should chip in with more goals. Well, that's yeah. that's why he's playing for us. If be quite frank, if if he scored fifteen goals yeah. a year, he wouldn't be. Yeah, playing he for certainly us. should. Mm. He should. When he yeah. when he arrived, I mean, we've been this is well trodden territory, of course. Mm. But when he arrived at Fulham, he was a striker. Yeah, and you look at his gifts, and you think, <laughs> yeah, he, he could play up front, but he couldn't. But I, my, uh, somebody told me my uncle Simon Delaney, massive Tottenham fan. He told me he'd read an article or an interview with Dembele about, and he talked about how he learnt football when he was a kid. He was playing in Belgium, and they played a game. Have you heard this? Where they no goals, a, yeah, with no goals. Which the, is why the object of the game was to keep possession. It's like rugby, mm. yeah? And, yeah, and you can see that's what mm. he's good at. right? That's what he does. He that's keeps the ball. You cannot get the ball off him, but he doesn't attempt to score a goal. <laughs> It's, nur- it's nurture, and that's how he's nurtured. Having he's said that, he's become a lot more. Yet again, another another tribute to Pochettino. He's become a much more effective player since Pochettino arrived because he was maddening. But, but we'd all lost patience with him, really, hadn't we, yes. before Pochettino? And then Pochettino's turned him into a player who at least is mm. effective, even though he's not a goal scorer. But he basically plays at the back of the midfield where you don't, not many goals come from anyway. Yeah, and he's so strong, physically strong, and at the same time, you know, technically accomplished. Look, look at the players that flourished under Pochettino. We're going yeah. back to the last conversation with Walker, the full Rose, yeah. Dembele. Yeah, I would say Vertonghen's got up two yeah, levels absolutely as well. Right. Yeah, Kane, I guess, was on that yeah. trajectory. But Maybe. It's, yeah, but yeah. Who knows what yeah, difference again, he made? Probably a big difference. It, it goes back to our conversation on how good Pochettino is, and I don't think that can be coincidence. And his backroom staff. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't okay. get a lot, enough credit. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good team. I mean, you, and you watch him on the bench and how much he interacts. And respects them. respects them. Respects what they've got to say. There's a lot of great work being done there, yeah. So then we got Watford after Swansea. What do you reckon, what do you reckon there? Not the mo- even though well, they play in yellow, that no, doesn't seem like a banana skin to me. I was at Watford. <laughs> yeah, at they were. The, I mean, I'm oh, amazed, I'm amazed, absolutely amazed they're not in the relegation zone after watching they, that game. They had yeah. a slight revival at some yeah. point, didn't they? Yeah. Incredibly. Yeah. I mean, we made mincemeat of them. We absolutely. Yeah, it was one of the most one-sided games. I can't see anything other than a win. I actually think we'll win at Swansea. I think we'll have a good, great week. Yeah, and then. Uh, I mean, we'll have another show before the game after that. But I think the next game after that is a reason. I think it might be Bournemouth. I think, I think it's Bournemouth. Bournemouth yeah. yeah, which is uh, obviously you know more than winnable. I mean, they're di- they're difficult away, but not so difficult. Well, it, it's going to boil down to Chelsea and us, not yeah. just what do in you the think league, about, but the FA Cup as well. Yeah, well, I was just you've you've um, led on to what I was going to say next, which is how does this affect if this turns out? It, it turns out to be a race for the title, which we didn't think it was going to, but it looks like there's a possibility. No more than a possibility, but a possibility there's a title race might be might be starting here. How does that affect the FA Cup semi-final? How does that... Well, in the sense that if we're, if we're closing in on Chelsea, I think they'll be scared of us. In the semi-final? Yeah. Psychologically, give us yeah. a... I think so. Even if we don't ultimately catch them, I think if we start closing the gap... In the semi-final, they think this is the team that's coming for us. Yeah. And plus the fact that we've outplayed them three yards. Yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. I don't think I've ever got into a game less... Scared of Chelsea. I'm not saying yeah. I'm overly, but I think previously we've got into it on a bit of a wing and a prayer. Sure. I think this time, if we turn up, the big yeah. if, then then yeah. I mean, the only other span, the only potential problem is the Wembley. Who does There's the Wembley? Who do? Yeah. We're due a good performance at Wembley oh, yeah. now. Yeah. I think if we've got two or three players back fit as well, that would just give us an additional boost. Yeah. No, it's, it's a long way talking between, about yeah. maybe Harry would be back for that. Yeah, I, would, I think that's what. I think it, I think football goes in cycles, and and you know. We beat them obviously in the League Cup final. Then they beat us in the semi final. I, I, I've got a feeling it's our turn. Mm. I really do. I, I've got a feeling. I agree with you. A good performance at Wembley. I think yeah. um, they're going to be more as fo- well. We're both going to be focused on the league. But yeah, I've just got a funny feeling that we, you know we have outplayed them yeah. in certain points this yeah. season. 
So they know but, we're the best yeah. team. I've got a feeling. Them. Just just the law of averages. I think we're we're going to take them at Wembley. Yeah. And then City in the final. Kuriki Via. You reckon City? Well, either final is going to be extraordinary. Yes. Because yeah. okay. obviously City is just going to be full of nostalgia yeah. and yeah. Uh, and I, another iconic game. But if we were to play Arsenal, unbearable. Well, I just don't know what any of us. Darkened rooms all round. Well, I just wonder what, what's. I mean, as as a kid growing up. Tottenham Arsenal Cup final was everything we ever yeah. dreamed it's of. Just too, it's just too. Yeah, it's it's the well, ninety-one. Um, I don't know how many people here were at that game. Was yeah. 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 That yeah. was for me probably the most emotionally. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt a bigger. I don't think it was bigger. I, I can't even put it into words. You can probably tell. Well, every, that the last five game, minutes took I think an hour. Bo- didn't it? Boys' yeah. own was what John Watson called it, wasn't it? It's yeah. boys' own stuff. Yes. I mean, that, that day, the whole bloody day, and walking out that stadium, having beaten the ass in that semi-final, a team that was going on to win the league and was seemed all was unbeaten. Almost unbeaten. Well, it was, I think it'd be, I think they'd lost once. To, they, yeah. yeah, I think they'd lost once all season in the in the league, and. Uh, that there's, there was nothing greater than that. And this would obviously, to, in the final, if we were to beat them in the FA Cup final, would, that's the only thing that could possibly top it. Well, you know, it would make me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and we could sing, we I'll beat you 1-0 mi- just... in your cup final. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> now, the, the other pressing issue that we probably should address is the stadium, because there's slightly mixed messages coming out of um, White Hart Lane about this stadium. Everyone's talking about, you know... We're moving it. We're moving the end of this season to Wembley, but the the chairman has said quite recently in the newspapers that he's not. There's nothing certain. They're delaying their final decision. They're not. They they're obviously with Wembley. Wembley haven't got. There's nothing Wembley can do. They can. They, they can't. They can't. There's no one else queuing up. So they're just going to have to wait for Tottenham to make a decision on it. They did get that great result in in the court the other week with um, where they allowed for the bigger gates to happen at Wembley, which is one of the things that apparently was a potential stumbling block. But what are your instincts, Nathan? You're in the stadium or the venue, the massive venue business <laughs> yourself. Yep. Um, what are your instincts telling you about that? Um, I just think that at the start, I thought it was a big job to get done in the time period. Mm. Um, and I think clearly what they're trying to do is make sure that once they, they go to Wembley, they're committed to come back the following year. Mm. What they don't want to do is spend two years at Wembley, I guess. Mm. So I think it's just about making sure that come August 2019, was it 2019, that mm. the, the stadium's ready to open or thereabouts. And they, they have to be have to be 100% sure of that. Um, so for me, it looked like a huge job, but... With all these building jobs, the way to get them done quicker is to throw more people at it. That costs more money. So I guess there's there's a trade-off between what's, what's the right sort of financial element of it, but at the same time, um, timing-wise, yeah. are we going? Are we 100% sure to commit to Wembley? Uh, you know, f- I guess that's why they're being circumspect about it being the last season. I would hope, I would hope they'll, they'll come out with a positive answer to it, but it, they'll need to be 100% sure. What, what do you reckon the chances are of us... Oh. I th- I'm not. I'm not close. You have. You're not. I've got I only, inside only knowledge. Past the same. Yeah. The same as you. And it's. You know. Yeah. It's a huge. It's. It's a huge, huge stadium. Yeah. A huge stadium. And and all, let me tell you, all these things are ready the day before. Yeah. But however. Yeah. So whatever they are. So you know, you'll be putting the floor down and, yeah. and and painting it on the day before. It's just always the way of these big stadiums. Yeah. They always run to that tight schedule. But I think they just need to be sure that when the first game kicks off, it's safe to everyone to come in. Watching that stadium grow up as we are, as we go. You know, every time we go to White Lane, I mean, Rob, you wouldn't have been there for no. 
So you, I'm not joking, your breath will be, you will be robbed of your breath. Because it's practically breathtaking going two weeks after the last time you've seen it, let alone a few months. Sure. It's it's astonishing that the size of it and the speed with which it's being built. That's why I'm quite positive that it will, because it's moving quickly, but they need to be sure. And is there still a chance that the old White Hart Lane will be used for next season. That's what they're yeah. saying. So that's they're what saying, they're saying, yeah. yeah. But it's only Tottenham could do this. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's <laughs> like... I found it curious, and not a lot of people have spoken about it, but obviously playing in Europe at, at Wembley this season meant that last season... I can't remember, what was our last European game? Ghent, was it? Yeah, No, last season. Who did we go out to in the... In Dortmund. The, Dortmund, Very was it? Good. Yes, yeah. Dortmund. Well, that was our last ever night, European night at White Hart Lane. Yeah. And yet nothing was mentioned. And there was no celebration of it. I mean, when you think about our history and how important European nights were at White Hart Lane. Yeah. Yet we played Dortmund. Yeah. And no, that was nothing mentioned. And and it was like, ta-da. That was the last (laughs) night European football was ever being played at White Hart Lane. Do you know what? Until you said that, I don't know about anyone else, but it never really occurred to me. So, but but what what would, what do you, are you saying they should have done something? They should have done something. I suppose they didn't know they were going to finish in the Champions League. They never know what they're going to do. So, yeah, well, the thing is, we might have won that game, I mean, so in which Spurs, case it wouldn't have been the last game. No, that's right. But Spurs, so they don't know. So. No. But then, yeah. I mean, but <laughs> maybe at the end of the season, they could have done a celebration of I European imagine they'll nights. do something at the end of this season, if indeed we well, are. Well, we they're don't know. It, that's the point. They're keeping so it very low key. you now. Yeah, they're keeping it very and, low key. And I know tickets are going for a fortune for that game, because obviously that yeah, could be that the last ever game. looking like the game, yeah. But may not be. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what are they going to do? Are they going to... I would It'd be imagine, awful to think you'd leave that you, game when they no, haven't done it. i tell anything. you what I imagine they will be doing right now. I would imagine they will be planning for some big event for that game and they'll be planning for it until such time there's no need for it. That would be my yeah. my uh, strong... Because it would be ridiculous if they did a big not, celebration and rolled out on the well, exactly. lane again next season. Well, exactly. They're not going to do that. So they've got to plan the thing and then if plans change, they'll just mm. they'll put it in. They'll, they'll just put it in mothballs for a year. Mm. And if and then, but if it is our last game, then they'll have. Although something. they've got till the end of this month to make the Wembley yeah, decision. When's, when's the last home game? May thirteen. Right, so they'd, they'd have two weeks in which to case Sunday, to, yeah. uh, to yeah. Well, as you say, they've probably got. They'll in be place. planning it. Yeah, they'll yeah, be planning yeah, yeah. it for sure. Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty slick business. They are. They're a pretty slick organisation. Yeah. They'll be it's, hiring the uh, writer of Broadchurch to have two mm. two variable endings. Is he is he a Tottenham fan? If if so, it's quite possible. You never know. <laughs> so, um, how are we doing for time? I, is my time up? I'm all right. Am I, how, many, how, many, how much have we got? We've got five more minutes. Yeah, okay. Time added on. So now, because Rob's here, this, I think it's, um, this is a crucial juncture of the season. It really is. And I think, you know, it's very, you know, we're, I, I personally, I, I, I'm, unlike Rob, I'm ridiculously half glass half full. I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. I've, made, I've predicted ridiculous things for these last few years. None of them have actually happened. League titles, doubles, the lot. Mm-hmm. But let's try and take a measured view of what we think we can achieve, genuinely think we can achieve this year. Richard, why don't you start? There you go. In my heart, I think we'll finish second. Mm. And I hate to say it, I think we might not win the FA Cup. I want, but then I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a glass... That's com- empty. completely okay. empty. Okay, good. Because Thank you for that's my way. Context. That's my way of managing with it. it. Yeah, because that's all. Because all, all of us can. Do, that's all. If I expect nothing but the worst, then everything else is Absolutely. a complete bonus. And that's all any of us are doing. We're finding ways of dealing with it. So that's that, that's a perfectly valid way of dealing with it. So you're saying we don't win the cup, we come second in the league. 
that that's what my caveat, what, what my, what my head that's what my head says obviously yeah. my heart i mean you know we talked about um the, the pundits saying how well we're coping without harry kane they'd all said five minutes before that we weren't going <laughs> to yeah. cope without him sure. so yeah you, you know yeah. i yeah. obviously my heart w- would be yeah <laughs> overjoyed yeah rob we're not going to win the league it's official, folks. And I'm not even going to say where we're going to finish, although obviously it will be very high. Um, I don't really see... I don't care. If you're not going to win it, I don't care as long as we're in the top four. Fair enough. Play Champions League again next year. Hmm. We're going to win the FA Cup. Bloody hell. Uh-huh. We're going to beat Chelsea. Hold on. And right. we are Somebody going to win the FA off. Cup. That's not the real Rob Eason. So, it's the real Rob Eason. We're going to win the FA Cup. Florida, that's what can, I, can do for a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be coming home for it. Um, yes, definitely. I feel it this right. year. Let me just repeat, just in case you're confused, listeners. Rob Eason has just predicted we're going to win the FA Cup and be in the top and four. And beat Arsenal in the final. And it'll right. be the greatest ever moment at Wembley Rob. for us. Nurse! Nurse! <laughs> They, I'm going to say we won't win the league. We'll, we'll, we'll push Chelsea for the next few weeks, though. Yeah. Um, and I'm going, to, I'm going to sit between the two of my uh, guests here and, and say if we beat Chelsea, we will win the cup. Oh. Yeah. I, I feel so. like we'll probably come second. I think Chelsea, only because, not because of any shortcomings of ours, only because we, we need Chelsea to, to really you know, struggle a bit in these last 10 games. And you, they don't really show many signs of doing that, but you never know. I'm not ruling it out. And the thing of the trouble with the FA Cup is there's no the four bloody bit the four best teams apart from Liverpool. Liverpool, you could argue, are better than Arsenal. In fact, I would I would argue that. But they're four big teams anyway, so it's tough. It's a tough year to try and win the FA Cup. But the last time we had a glorious, glorious victory is when we beat Chelsea in that League Cup final, and that really was, I think, yeah. you know, because it's quite recent. Mm. I don't. I think sometimes you need the perspective of history to realize that was one of our great triumphs because yeah. they were such a big deal, and we beat Arsenal in the semi-final to do it. So we had two. We like going the hard way round. Unlike exactly. our Arsenal, who beat Harlem Wigan on their way there. Precisely. I think we, Very we like, good point. We like doing the hard so way. I think we could do, if we do it this time. We'll do it by beating two big teams. Uh, but I think we can do that. I think we could. No, I, I, I want to be optimistic now. I think our performance in the league has been fantastic. Yeah. I think that that wherever we finish, it's going to be a great achievement this year. I think Pochettino has been absolutely brilliant. And I'd love to think that we'll be going into our new stadium with him as our manager. On the downside of all this, I'd hate to think that Mike invites me back at the end of May (laughs) with no trophies... Oh, and Pongettino, you know, on what? his way to Spain or something like no, that. I think, I think we're good. But he had, and, to, um, he had to do it. We yeah. were just finishing on a high there. <laughs> He's had to do it. But I don't think Poch is going anywhere. Yeah. I've got a feeling that he likes it too much. It's a great job for him and he's still got scope. And they, you know, he's doing so well. He's so well appreciated and he's got a great... He builds what he builds. is almost like a little family when he builds a team and a squad. And he's done that, I think. So, looking yeah. a bit further ahead, if we do stay that extra season at White Hart Lane... Does that give us a really great chance to win the league next year? Because we're at White Hart Lane. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting Maybe that's they're planning that point. so we win the league next year before the big uh, departure. That's an interesting point. That's clearly what's in the plan. Because it's not easy <laughs> settling into a new stadium, is it? No. It's, well, it certainly won't be easy playing league games at Wembley. That's for sure. Yeah. In a football it? sense, it's not come at a great time. But has, no. has any team had a flying season in, once they've moved into a new stadium? I can't. I don't know. It's a good question. I can't think of any. I mean, I know we, there's plenty of examples of teams that have struggled in New Zealand. Look yeah. at West Ham. Look at Southampton. Do you remember when Southampton mm, yeah. moved and it was a disaster for them? 
Um, I think they've paid a lot of attention to the atmosphere of the place. You know, to oh, a hundred percent. That uh, is, they are. I mean, I am so excited about this stadium, yeah. and that's one of the really big things they've done. It's so clever because what they've realised is that football as a product isn't just about the game on the square of grass in the middle. It's mm. about much more than that, and the atmosphere is a huge part of it. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to watch football on the telly. And you want to get excited. Do you remember when you were a kid and you watched Liverpool in Europe and the cop and everything like yeah. that? And you were like on the telly in the yeah. European Cup. It wasn't just the football you were excited by. It was by the atmosphere. And they, they, they know that. And yeah. that's why they built that in. So, so made it so integral to this arena. So I don't think it'll be, a, you know, I don't think it'll be, it'll be an, an atmosphere problem. No. And maybe, maybe as you imply, maybe that for that reason, maybe we'll just hit the ground running in there. We've got to hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I heard on another radio show the players, there, there was a player being interviewed and he said it's the spatial awareness that you look behind and, you know, your perception of where your teammates are and where the ball's coming from, it, it's all changed. Right. And, and that's very, very difficult for players to... Um, to adjust to. To adjust to, but um, let's hope the atmosphere more than compensates well, it was fright- for that. frightening yesterday, wasn't it, which in Arsenal Man City? I mean, I, I had to check my batteries on the remote control because yeah. I kept turning it up and nothing yeah. happened. <laughs> it was just, I mean, that last 20 minutes was dismal, wasn't it, from the crowd point Strange. of view? Strange. Really weird. Two big teams. You know, City. we're at home to Man City. That there is not quiet. I mean, Man City are a big side. And, yeah. and also, it was a weird game because it was very entertaining for a while and then both teams sort of like fizzled out, didn't they? <laughs> They really did. Yeah, and it, they felt afterwards that uh, Guardioli was saying, they felt that Guardioli had basically written it all off this year, mm. so he wasn't that bothered. Mm. And, of course, Arsenal are just... just mm. big. But, as we all know, they do this every year at this time of year. Every year at this time of year, they get on a terrible run. Mm. The fans want Wenger out. It's all over. They probably won't get top four, and we all know what happens. They always get on a run. I have to say as well, though, at the end of the match, um, the hug that Guardiola gave Sanchez looked a little bit ominous. What you reckon he's yeah, courting? The, yeah, there was yeah, a big yeah. there was a big kiss on the cheek there, yeah, and yeah. see you in August. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, he certainly they reckon he's going to rebuild. Yeah. So let's hope he rips the guts let's out of so. Arsenal. <laughs> really, and on that note, I'd like to thank you all. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Nathan. Yes. Thank you. Thank Thanks, everyone. Thank you to our engineer, and thank you, everyone, for coming. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Come on, you Spurs! When it comes to a software vendor audit, you need to park the bus. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.